You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. We're talking today about putting humor in your flirting, okay? That means that we want to make flirting fun and we want to make it playful. So that's the big idea here. And if you're not doing that already, you're missing a massive part to exactly what flirting is. Okay. So we're going to be talking all about that today. We got some Q and A, some questions to answer. You've been emailing in. I'm ready to answer more of your questions. Email me trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your question here on the podcast. Right now we are taking calls from all around the world. We're offering free strategy calls to people who want to figure out how to fix their situation with dating, with women, with their relationships. And these calls are meant to dive deep, ask you some really hard hitting questions to understand exactly what's going on with your dating life and assess how we can help. As you know, as I've talked about many times before, we have a coaching program here that does help men in terms of getting them to the next level with dating more dates, more matches, understanding how to get past the first and second date. We do work with guys who really struggle with that second and third date and can't get past it. And so we work with them on getting past it. We even have on staff a woman who will do a mock date with you to give you feedback on exactly what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. All these details and more on the free strategy call that you can go and find at tripadvicecoaching.com. When you go there, you can book a time. We have time slots available to chat with you and help you and dive deep. And they're very powerful calls. Uh, Whether you end up joining a coaching program or not, you're going to get a lot of value out of the call. So go ahead and book one today tripadvicecoaching.com is where you'll find that. Now we'll talk about putting humor in your flirting. So here's the thing. Flirting is best done when it's not so intense nor super serious. That's the real basis of what flirting is, right? And this is how we can manage flirting to actually get a woman attracted. Humor is is the key. Humor is the key. There is this more seductive way of flirting. It's a little bit more advanced. I can teach this on another episode. I've talked about it maybe a little bit on some some past episodes where you're just really showing a lot of intent and interest in them. But we don't want to do this in the beginning. We only want to do this when we've built rapport, when we've started doing the flirting that I'm going to be talking about today. And when you have some serious signs that the woman is starting to show interest, that's when we can really push it and really put the pedal to the metal, as they say, right? It's like rev that engine up and push it hard in terms of getting her more attracted to you and doing things that are going to be a little bit more sexual. And like I said, a little bit more of that, of that pull. Okay. Actually, this is, this is great. We should definitely go into this on, on another episode. I'll, I'll do that in the next couple of weeks. But first, before we even get there, because if you skip what I'm about to tell you today, some guys are like, Oh no, I want the deep sexual intent flirting. I want that. That stuff doesn't work unless you have some of this flirting that I'll be teaching you today and understanding some of the more fun, humorous flirting. If you skip this part and you go right to the more intense flirting, you might end up looking creepy. 
right? There might be too much. Like she's not there yet. Like you guys haven't started to build that connection yet. Now there has been times, this is when you're really advanced. Okay. When you're really advanced and you're just overconfident and you can really see the signs that you could do a little bit of what I'm going to be teaching today and then skip right to some of the more intense stuff. The problem is, is that even if you don't to just a little bit of what I'm talking about today, it can still go awry. Okay. So we have to have this. So what are we talking about? We're talking about making sure that humor is the majority of the flirting because flirting is what? Flirting is flirting, which means we're just touching upon something. Ever heard the term flirting with death? Flirting with something? It's you're kind of touching into something. You're kind of not. So you're showing some interest, but you're also not showing interest. That's where the playful comes in. That's where the fun comes in. That's where the humor comes in. There's a term called cocky funny, not created by yours truly, but one done by an old dating coach. His name is David D'Angelo. And this is so, it's so powerful. It's so amazing. It works like a charm. And you have to use it because what it does is it basically makes the conversation playful. It makes you sound a little bit arrogant and confident, but you're doing it in a joking way. Okay. You're doing it in a joking way. So what I'm talking about is a situation where you're talking to a girl and let's say you're at the bar, you're chatting and all of a sudden, you know, she touches you for a second and you say something like, whoa, hold on. I didn't even know we were there yet. I, I, I was about to put you in the friend zone. I don't even know you yet. Right? Something like that where you're saying, hey, whoa, I have not told you yet that I'm interested or nor have I shown interest because I'm the one who's qualifying you. I'm the one who's qualifying you, right? That's the kind of idea, but you're not being serious about it. And that's the whole thing. If you go overboard, if you're too serious, if you try cocky funny, but you do it in a weird tone where you said, Hey, don't touch me. Don't, don't do that. I'm the man. You shouldn't be touching me, right? You say anything where you're doing it in a non-playful way and it comes off too serious. She's going to be like, Whoa, this is a little weird. Things got a little weird. I'm out. So I'll give you more examples in just a bit here, but just know that cocky funny is going to be one of the techniques that you're going to want to use when you're putting your humor in your flirting. And the re- why it's so good is because not only is it flirting, but it's also showing confidence. Most guys who are not confident would never say anything close to that example that I just said or some of the ones I'm about to tell you in just a bit. Like they're just not going to say that. They're going to be more in this mindset where they're going to be trying to get the girl to like them and try to prove that they like them, that they should like them. They're not going to be in a situation where they are thinking naturally, oh, I am just a guy who should be liked by women. And it would be crazy to think that any woman wouldn't at least like me a little bit. And most women should like me because I'm the man. Like deep down inside, that is the mindset that I need you to have. You need to be thinking that all the time. And again, I know that that can sound arrogant. It can sound 
cocky, right? That's, that's the idea here. It can sound borderline narcissistic. We don't want that. It's not what we're trying to do, right? We don't want to fake it because people who are narcissistic or who are arrogant, those are people who actually have low self-esteem. That's not what we're going for. We're going for the mindset where you truly believe that you are the man, that you have things going for you, that your life is put together, that you can be an amazing person to be with, that you understand how women work and you understand the rules and laws of attraction and female desire and female nature. I want you to enter these stages so when you are talking to a woman and you try to do something like cocky, funny, it just comes out playful and fun, but almost like there's a little bit of truth to it. In the back of your mind, you are thinking, well, yeah, I don't even know who this girl is yet. Okay, she's cute. Okay, yeah, I would like to sleep with her because she's attractive, but is there something more here? Is she just someone who's attractive, but she's just terrible person, terrible to talk to? I need you in that mindset as much as possible where you are qualifying, but we do it in the cocky, funny, playful way, which brings me to my next point. That's what it means to bring humor to flirting. It's playful. It's playful. It's fun. That's another thing too, is not only is it showing this light interest in them when we're being playful, when we're teasing them a little bit, but it's also just fun. It's more interesting than your normal conversation where it's okay, by the way, to have a little bit of the small talk. What do you do? Where are you from? All that stuff is totally fine. That's totally fine. It just, you want to be sprinkling in the cocky funny. You want to be sprinkling in the playfulness, the teasing, the joking around. Because what we're trying to do here is balance out the tone of it being too serious. Because every other conversation is going to be somewhat serious. When you're talking about what someone does for work or where they live or who they are as a person, what they like to do for fun, it's a little bit serious. It's it's just, or I can even say it's not as serious as you're talking about, I don't know, someone's family member who passed away. That's obviously on the, on the far end of serious, but it's just a little bit bland. It's just kind of normal. And that's fine, but we need to enter the cocky funny. We need to enter the playful. I want you to think of every interaction with the woman when you first meet her. On a date, there's going to be a little bit of it, a little bit. Definitely when you first meet her in person, if you're doing cold approaches, things like that, when you're doing that, you want to make sure that you're seeing this interaction as how can I have fun? How can I enjoy this interaction? How can I make this a fun time? What can I do here? What can I do here to make this interesting for me? Because if you're not having fun, guarantee she's not having fun. There's just no way. There's no way. There's no way because she's going to see how serious you are. She's going to see how bored you are. She's just not going to, she's not going to have a good time because people feed off of each other. People feed off of each other. There's something called the law of state transfer. Your emotional state can get transferred over to another human being within seconds because we are empathetic animals. 
That's why we might feel sad when someone is crying or we might feel joy when we see someone happy. That's why when you walk in a room and there's a big party, you feel that energy and you walk in a room and everyone's sad and there's a funeral, you feel kind of sad too and you feel the darkness, right? It's like we feel all the different emotions. So if you're going into an interaction being too serious and not having fun and not using the humor, it's just going to make things boring and also boring for you. Wouldn't it be fun if we can just turn this into more of a game? The game is, by the way, and how to win it is, how can I have the most fun in this interaction? How can I have a good time, even if it doesn't go to a number or a date or me sleeping with her, even if it doesn't go there, how can I, how can I make this interaction fun for me? I've had plenty of times where I've been in interactions when I go and approach a woman, she's not interested in talking to me. Maybe she rejects me or she rejects me within like a couple minutes in the very beginning, when I was learning the stuff, of course, that's, you know, that's really hard. That's hard to work through because you're just dealing with this for the first time. But I wish someone told me to make it more fun. I had to figure that out on my own. I had to figure out how to make it more fun and interesting so I can go up to women and just have a good time and see what happens. And I know you're probably thinking like, okay, Trip, this is all a lot of theory. You're not giving examples. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm going to give you some examples. But I, I need you to really think of what this means for you. I can't just give you a bunch of scripts here and I can't just tell you, you know, a ton of different examples. And then you start to use those. Like you got to think a little bit for yourself here. Just think a little bit for yourself. Think a little bit of what can make an interaction fun for you. What, like what are the topics of conversation you want to bring up? Or maybe what's a topic of conversation that you think is really interesting I'm just throwing this out there. Like, wouldn't it be fun? I don't know. For me, it'd be fun. Is like, if you're interested in a really nerdy topic and you just talk about that and you start talking about that and you know, in the back of your head that she's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he's talking about. Almost like you're messing with her and you don't have to do that for that long, but you can just be like, you can just like, like quiz her. Like, okay. For example, like AI, right? AI is the new hot thing. It's been on the block for the past couple of years. It's really blowing up, you know? And you could just be like going in there. I'm just coming up with this right now on the spot. You go and you talk to a woman and you say, have you used chat GPT yet? And she goes, by the way, it's great because she can go no or yes. And there's something to say. She can say no chat. What? Say chat. Really? Where have you been? Are you just like living under a rock chat GPT? Everyone's using this. This is, this is AI. Do you know what AI stands for? And she goes, I know what AI stands for, artificial intelligence. Oh my God, you are so smart. You know, you might even earn a date from me. Wow. By the way, that was cocky funny right there. And then you can say, okay, listen, ChatGPT is, it's like Google, but instead of just searching for websites, you can ask a question and get ideas and actually have a conversation with a robot who's just going to talk to you about whatever it is that you want to talk about or whatever information you want. She's like, oh, interesting. Like, yeah, it is interesting. It's actually the most, um, most interesting thing in the world. Okay, let's say you had this in front of you right now. What would you type in? Again, I'm coming, I'm coming up with this on the spot. It just, what, that's the beautiful part about it, guys. With conversation, most of it doesn't matter. We just go in and we use the key ideas flirting, playful, joking, teasing, a little bit of get to know you, a little bit, little bit of get to know you, then back to flirting, teasing, fun. We do this and that will create an interaction that she's never had before. 
And this can help build attraction very easily. And you can do this by going out and just trying. That's why the title of this is put humor in your flirting and see what happens. That's such a major key to learning conversation and understanding women is seeing what happens. You got to go out there. You got to just get on dates, do approaches, see what comes of it. Talk about different things. That is the best way you'll ever learn. At least when we're talking about some of the more nuanced things. Okay. So let's get to some actual examples of cocky funny. So here's a few. You can steal these if you'd like. You can grab the idea from them. You can replace it with some words if you'd like to. But here's some examples of a cocky funny. First one, you're going to be my ex-girlfriend one day. I know it. Okay, so when would you say this? And also, how would you say it? So how would you say? You would say, oh man, okay, you are going to be my ex-girlfriend one day. I just know it right? That's the kind of tonality you want. And you would say this at a time when she does something that is bad or you don't approve of one of something, uh, something she says that almost, it's funny because I can say it to you, it could be like an actual turnoff. She says something that you don't like, but you can also be playful and joke around and use it. So she can say something like, man, I really, yeah, I hate sushi. And you can say, you hate sushi. You know what? Wow. You are going to be my ex-girlfriend one day. I just know it. I just know it. You're saying that to her because you're disagreeing with her stance on sushi or anything else that she says that you don't like, disagree with, or you're just joking about it. Whoa, wait, what? You're from Houston. Oh boy. You're going to be my ex-girlfriend one day. I just know it. So why is this cocky funny? Why is this flirting? You are telling her that you are interested in her, obviously, because you're saying that you're going to be my ex-girlfriend one day. That is, that is, honestly, this line is the exact definition of flirting because it's showing her that there is some sort of interaction happening with her beyond friendship, because you say the word ex-girlfriend and then you're letting her know that she's going to be your ex-girlfriend like it's not going to work out between you two. So we have this beautiful push-pull. Works very well. Take that, use it if you want to, change it around. It does not have to be word for word. See what you can do with it. Next one. How did you even function before you met me? Okay, so this is teasing her. This is going to be some sort of idea with, you know, if she accidentally trips or if you're trying to correct her a little bit or if she doesn't know something or she's fumbling over her words a little bit. Like she's kind of like making any sort of small error when she's around you. Okay, and you say, oh, man, wow, how did you even function before you met me? And I know that's going to sound like, whoa, that's a pretty harsh tease because she's already maybe feeling insecure about that little moment. But you're doing it with a big smile. You're doing the correct tonality or else it's going to be cocky and it won't be funny. You know, um, you can even honestly memorize the line and see where you can use it. You can even use it in random spots where it doesn't even make a hundred percent logical sense. That's the beauty of flirting. You can just say things and they like sort of make sense, but they sort of don't. But 
it just comes out cocky, funny, and it just kind of works, right? And she's ordering a drink and she says, um, like, oh man, I really, oh, I don't even like this. This drink is terrible. So I went, how did, how did you even function before you met me? Again, big smile, jokey tone. Try it out. Here's another one. Just because I'm flirting with you doesn't make me easy. Tonality is, okay, just because I'm flirting with you does not make me easy. I want you to get that straight. So if she ever calls you out and she says, you know, whoa there, slow down a little bit, or man, you're really bringing it on today. Or maybe she just says something where she gives you an indicator of interest. She says that she likes you. She says that you're funny and you can say, well, listen, just because I'm flirting with you doesn't make me easy. This is a great one to use such push pull because you're literally pulling by saying I'm flirting with you and you're pushing by saying, but that doesn't make me easy. That doesn't mean that you and I are going to be together. I am a little bit harder to get. That is what you are saying through this line. Those are three examples. You can use them. You can play with them. You understand a little bit more of the tonality. You understand how this concept works a little bit more. So I want you to start coming up with some of these on your own. What is something cocky, funny, playful, jokey that you could say when you're with a woman? You might not know right now, but that's the whole reason why I'm telling you guys to go out there and approach and talk to more women and go on more dates because you'll have a lot of reference experiences. You'll be going and doing approaching and then you'll be talking to a woman and you'll have this idea in the back of your head about cocky, funny. You'll understand a little bit, a little bit of the concept. And then all of a sudden she says something and you just magically with your, your brain in this improvisational moment, you come up with a great cocky, funny line. Maybe it does well, maybe it bombs, but you practiced it and you knew how to do it because it was all about basing it off of what she says in a moment that you came up with because you knew the theory behind it. If that makes sense. Okay. That's why I hesitate to give too many examples because I don't want you to be a walking robot. I want you to understand more of the theory, a couple of examples of what it means, and then try to use this on your own and see what happens. Are you going to mess up? You will. You might say something with a wrong tonality. You might come off cocky. I've done this a million times where I've tried it out and it kind of didn't work because I was just learning it. And then I tried it again and it worked really well. And then I started to understand it more. And you understand that the whole idea is you're saying something cocky and a joking and funny tone. You're saying something about yourself or about the relationship between you two where it's like, oh, it's not going to work out or you're not easy. And that hold on, pump the brakes a little bit. Let's take Let's take a break here. I'm just, I'm just starting to meet you. Like this idea between you and her, as if you don't know her fully yet, you don't like her yet. You're just trying to get to know her. And that with the playful tone works wonders. It's a little bit more advanced. If this sounds still a little confusing to you, take one of the ones I used, see how it works. More so not see how it works for the reaction that she gives. I know that you're, you intuitively, that's what you're thinking. Well, I'm going to try it out and see what, how she responds. Does she respond positively or negatively? Does it work out? That's part of it. 
But the person who really thinks about mastery and the person who's really successful thinks about this a little differently. Instead of him saying, I want to see what happens and what the reaction I get is, instead, it should be, I want to do this because I want to practice it and see how I can get good at it. I want to do it for the purpose of doing it. Because then I know the more I do it, the better I will be. And eventually I will get the reaction I'm looking for. So yes, obviously you're going to be seeing the reaction. You're going to be looking for the reaction. But the most important thing is not the initial reaction when you're first learning this. The most important thing is trying it out and using it. Hope that helps. I know it's a little bit more advanced. Like I said, see what you can do with it. And now let's go to some Q&A. Guys who have been writing in, love that you're doing it. Your questions are always awesome. I love the ones that are even a little bit challenging. And so I'm going to read one here now from Eric from Massachusetts. And like I said, if you want to get your question answered, just email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. Here we go. Hi, Trip. I was wondering if you could expand on an issue a little bit, giving your views considering what you've learned about it. It has to do with giving a girl oral pleasure, specifically in the dating multiple women at the same time scenario. According to what I've researched, it definitely seems that it puts you at risk for STDs. Because of this, my policy has always been to refrain from doing it, but we've both been tested for STDs. Of course, this generally only happens if I'm a little more serious with one girl and I'm not dating anyone else. It seems unreasonable to constantly be testing and asking all these women who you're casually dating to do the same. Not only that, but if we're both dating other people, what kind of sense would that make when either one of us could get an STD at any time? I feel like it's thrown around so often about giving a girl oral pleasure, even in casual dating scenarios. And trust me, it drives me crazy to be holding back from it. Not that I've ever been pressured or made to feel bad by any women, but I would just love to give it to them part as of an experience. Having to use condoms during sex is bad enough, but at least it allows you to still have sex. Some of the solutions to protect yourself while giving a girl oral just don't even seem worth it, quite frankly. Anyway, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this matter. Thank you, Eric from Massachusetts. Not really a question here. I would love guys next time, like ask the question, like what is your question around this? But I do have thoughts and I'm happy to share. There's a lot here, but I'll say this. I said, and I have said, you want to date multiple women. I never said you should be sleeping with all these women. I never said that. I never said that you should be necessarily dating four women at a time and sleeping with every single one of them. You can, you can. My whole point when I'm talking about dating multiple women is you don't want to be going, I'm dating this woman. We have a first date. I'm stopping all online dating and approaching women until I have the first date. And then when I'm on the first date, I will do the first date with her. And I'm just going to continue seeing her and halt everything from the very start until we are done. And then I will move on to the next woman. This is a bad idea because it's largely a waste of time. You need to have options in dating. You need to be dating multiple women. It's going to go against you if you're going that slow. Now, that doesn't mean you're sleeping with all these women. It could, but it doesn't mean you are necessarily. You could have three first dates lined up in one week. 
Maybe the next week, one of them eh, just didn't work out, but you have a second date with one of them. And then another one you have a second date with, and then another one you have another first date with. Great. Keep that going. Okay. So that's what I really mean. Now, if we're talking about past that, you're asking, sort of asking, uh, you know, what do you do around the idea of STDs? Well, you're probably not going to be necessarily sleeping with that many women at once. So it's not going to be too crazy to ask them if they've been tested or see if they've been tested. So I think that is totally okay to do that if you would like to do that. And I do encourage it to, to some degree. Um, I definitely encourage that you should be using condoms when you're first sleeping with someone and if you don't have the conversation about STDs, which you should, uh, but if you don't, it doesn't come up 100%. You should be using condoms and you should not be using condoms only if you both get tested. At that point, you know, that is going to be very important. Also, though, still, still, you have to, again, this is, this is really up to you. I can't really give the should here, but just understand that even if you both get tested, and you're both negative for everything, and you don't use a condom, now we have another potential risk is she could get pregnant. Is she on birth control? What kind of birth control? How effective is it? Is she keeping up with it? Is it the one that's in her arm? Is it an IUD? Is it is it the pills? Because even then, it's still only 99.9% effective, which is pretty damn effective, but there's still the risk. So you have to understand that and how you want to go about that. Okay, so understand all these various risks. It does not matter if you're asking someone to take a test. It's pretty cool to do that, but you're not going to be doing that on a first date anyways. You'll probably be doing that on a second or third date. If you're someone who's very intent on making sure that someone gets tested, you know, you're usually not going to be sleeping with someone until maybe the second, third, fourth date, something like that, or maybe even a fifth date, sixth date. You never know. So yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I know you're talking about casual scenarios, you know, where you're not having sex necessarily, giving oral pleasure, things like that, going down on a girl, you would like to give it to them as part of the experience. Uh, That's, I don't know what to tell you, then do it. But if you're that scared and don't want to do that quite yet, then you should be asking them to eh, listen. Everything here is about, is about risk tolerance. You know, I think that It's going to be obviously harmful to be on one end where you're like, I don't care about anything. I'm just not going to ever ask and never use a condom and who cares and let's roll the dice, right? But then, of course, there's going to be the spectrum of people who want to go all the way to make sure that you will not touch anyone without any sort of test whatsoever. And then maybe someone who has it to a lesser degree. I can't tell you what to do here. It's how much you want to risk it. And it's how much risk you're willing to put in it. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You know, because, yeah, I agree. Some of the solutions to protect yourself while giving a girl oral, it just seems kind of strange. So maybe I wouldn't do that unless there's some testing being done. I also think you should research a little bit into the different STDs if you haven't understand the risks of how possible is it for you to catch something from giving a woman oral vice versa, things like that. So yeah, it's, I will admit, Eric, it's, um, it can be a little tough. It can be a little tough out there. It's like, you want to sleep with women. You want to do it. You don't want to use a condom. It doesn't feel as good. You don't want to use these weird uh, contraptions for oral sex, but you know, you also want to make sure you protect yourself. So yeah, man, this is dating. This is what happens, especially when a date, um, more than one woman. So if your risk tolerance 
is, um, is not very high. If you're a low risk person, then this is what you got to do. You got to have the conversations, see what's up. Um, you know, I think most, I won't say most women, but a lot of women do keep up with that. They really do. They do keep up with it. Um, I feel like it's men who, who, who don't usually, women usually have to go to the doctor a lot more. They have a lot more going on. Obviously we do too. We should be going every year to get our testicular cancer checkup and all that stuff. But you know, women have a lot more happening down there than, than we do. There's a lot of different things that, that can go wrong for them. So they do see the doctor more, but there's a lot of generalizations, not saying anything for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on it. All right, let's go to Cody. Hey, Trip, the name's Cody from Ontario, Canada. I'm 32 years old. Just listen to your episode on toxic traits. I've been dating this girl for a couple of weeks now. We usually see each other twice a week and hang out at my house. Everything about her is pretty good. She is into me and told me she is off the dating app and only focuses on one person, me. But there's one thing that is unsettling about her. Bum, bum, bum. Every time we watch a movie or a sports event, she seems to always comment on either how sexy the celebrity is or just says a comment about them in a sexual way. It kind of rattles me a bit because any relationship I've been in, the girls have always been very respectful and never said any silly comments like she does. I really hope he gives examples here. Let's continue. The other day, oh, nice. Yeah, here we go. The other day, she watched, we watched a movie with Brad Pitt, and then she gave a comment. He is so hot. He is, obviously, and me testing the waters. I asked her, so if he were to walk in the house right now, would you fuck him? And she yelled, yes. When I first met her, I asked her what her best friend would say her best trait is about her, and she said, loyalty. I haven't confronted her about anything she has said. I don't want to come off controlling or insecure, but I'd be lying if I said it didn't bother me. Is this a red flag or am I just in my head too much and it's your typical girl's fantasy about celebrities? Should I tell her to cool it down with the comments she makes? Thanks for all the advice you give to us. It is much appreciated, Cody. Now, this is a this is a fun one. This is unique. Okay. Is it a red flag? No. Is it a yellow flag? Yes. Here's the thing. Most girls would agree with her. You even agree with her, right? You said he is obviously, right? We all know that Brad Pitt is a, is a physically attractive man. And so she knows that. The, so that's normal. The yellow flag here is, of course, that she's yelling it out loud and she's mentioning it a lot. And, you know, that is a little strange. I will say, I will agree with you. I think that's a little strange. Coming off and saying something, it's a, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It could be worth it, though. It could be worth it. It could be worth it. So hear me out. You just started dating her. So here's the thing. If she's doing this and it's happened a couple times, yellow flag, let's not worry about it. But if you guys are together and this happens every single time, because you told me here that you've been dating a girl for a couple of weeks, like, dude, couple of weeks, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's just doing this and saying things out loud because it's her weird game of making you feel jealous or maybe, I don't know, maybe this is just kind of like a one-time thing. So don't say anything yet, but if she keeps on doing, every time you guys watch a movie, you know, you've been dating for a couple of months and every time she says it, you can bring something up to her. I would, because I think it's really strange. It is really strange. 
That's a, it's not, first of all, it's not classy and it's not even like an, you know, I hope that it doesn't make you insecure because I wouldn't want to help you in this arena just because you're feeling insecure about it. Like we got, we, we need to fix the insecurity issue, but this, it's just not the cool thing to do. It's not very polite. It's like, imagine, I would imagine the same thing. Like you're sitting there and you just keep on commenting on how attractive all these women are in front of her. And she's going to be being like, why does he keep doing that? So obviously she would feel the same way, but either way, that's not why we do things. We're not doing it because of that, but we're saying something. And I would say something because it's not the most polite thing to do. And it comes off a little strange. So I would say something to her. I'd say, Hey, listen, you know, you gotta, it's all in tonality and the way you bring it up. Say we've been dating for the past couple months now. I've noticed that every time we're watching something, you continue to comment on how attractive men are. And while, and you can say this to her, while I'm not feeling insecure about this, because I know that you like me and I, I know that I'm an attractive person. It just feels a little strange that as we're together and hanging out, that you're commenting on other people's attractiveness or sexiness. See, it'd be strange if you brought that up now because she could be like, I've only done it a few times. Then I would agree with her. Okay, she's done it a few times. Who cares? Whatever. But it comes down to the fact that she does it all the time. That's just weird behavior. It's weird behavior. And I'd mentioned that to her. I wouldn't say weird because maybe that's going to put her on the defense, but you say it's a little strange that it happens all the time. And this is my friend, this now you'll be at the point where this is going to be a real test. If she starts getting defensive and she's like, oh, you're insecure. And she starts being all mean to you. Well, then guess what? You found someone who's probably not good at having conflict resolution skills. And because of that, I would end it. But if she goes, oh, interesting. And she hears you and she sees your point of view. Of course, you got to come at it in a way where you're not attacking her because that's going to cause people to be more defensive. You got to come at it in the way that I said it earlier. Like, hey, I just want to say, I've noticed something like a little strange. And I just kind of want to know what that's all about. Cause it's just, I don't know. feels like it happens a lot. Almost like you're bringing it up in a conversation. You're having a conversation about it versus attacking her. And if she is listening to you and hears you and goes, I could see how that could, right? Because how could she not, how could anyone in their right mind not see that they could be a strange thing to do? So if she doesn't even agree with that to some level, then this yellow flag turns into a red flag pretty fast. So that's what I would do. I would not say anything to her until it happens and it happens a majority of the time. Thank you, gentlemen, for writing into the podcast and asking your question. If you have one, email me trip at tripadvice.com. Don't forget to claim your free 60-minute strategy session over at tripadvicecoaching.com where we can chat with you and help you with creating a game plan for meeting and attracting more women into your life so you have more options. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.